1: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Getting you ready for Thursday Night Football in week three of the NFL schedule. It is the Giants at the 49ers. And if you are a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, you are not very happy today. We're going to talk more about that and uh, everything else going on with Ryan and Sacktown. How are you, buddy? Doing great, Napes. yourself? I'm doing good. It's amazing to me how many players are lost every year in the NFL, in practice. Today, the Cowboys lose their outstanding cornerback, uh, Trayvon Diggs, tours ACL in practice. He's out for the year. How about that? Uh,
0: huge news for the Cowboys. I mean, he was bolstering the back end of that defense, which is the salt to the pepper with Micah Parsons coming off the edge. So um, they're going to have to figure something out. Hopefully McCarthy can uh, pull something together, and we'll see what they do.
1: But huge blow. All right, so that's the first bit of bad news. Their Pro Bowl center also got hurt in practice today with a hamstring and is currently undergoing an MRI. So this has been a big-time bad day for the Dallas Cowboys. And we always talk about in the NFL, you know, you got to be good, but you also have to be lucky. And when you lose two players in practice and your best defensive back for the year, Man, that's awful. Absolutely terrible.
0: Yeah, that's really rough. And to your point, we've seen some big names go down in practice already this year, whether it be for a week or now, digs extended. Um, So the Packers or the Cowboys are going to have a short time to figure out what they're going to do on Sunday. But, uh, you know, it speaks to what they're doing in practice, I guess, Grant. I, I used to think the NFL guys didn't take it too hard once it came Friday, Saturday, Thursday.
1: Yeah, you, you know, I don't even think they, it is going that hard. I, I Guys seem to, you know, hurt their ankles and knees all the time in non-contact drills and doing things. And uh, you hate to see it, man. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, you know, again, uh, Alberta wants to know how big of a loss is that for the Cowboys. Uh, it's a huge loss. He says still can see them winning over 10 games. Yeah, I can see them winning over 10 games too, but that is a gigantic loss. When you lose a impact cornerback and that's what he was an impact corner that is brutal in the nfl that there are really two positions on defense that you can ill afford to lose and that's your edge rusher you know your your guy that gets to the quarterback and your shutdown type of a corner and they lost that guy today brutal very bad loss. Yeah, and
0: Grant, I mean, by all accounts, it takes away a quarter of the field when you have a shutdown corner like that. And you're really yep. going to see the effects of that as Dallas rolls into your San Francisco's coming up in a couple weeks when you have yep. multiple great wide receivers off the edge.
1: Absolutely. So, again, uh, bad news uh, for the Cowboys. Uh, Manny says, this is horrible for my Cowboys. Why? Yeah. You know? Uh, Jordy says Diggs is a ball hawk, huge loss for them. It is a huge loss. I mean, there's no other way to say it. All right. Uh, the game tonight, uh, it looks like Iuk is not going to play. Uh, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for the Giants is out. We know Saquon Barkley is out. Giants have one of their starting linebackers out. I think San Francisco wins this game by double digits.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tall task for the Giants. It would have been a tall task if they were healthy, Grant, for the second week in a row, 32nd in the league on the offensive line. Um, So we'll see what the Niners end up doing with Ayuk out. I would expect McCaffrey to get a little bit more active in the past game. Granted, he is playing 92% of the offensive snaps. Uh, for his team right now, which is a lot. So, uh, you know, if the 49ers come out, handle their business and do what they do physically, I think they're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, the Niners should have no problem winning this game. The only way that this game is close in the fourth quarter, in my opinion, uh, is if they uh, turn the ball over a lot, uh, you know, fumble or or cough up the ball on special teams, a deflection, you know, weird things. Other than that, I, I don't really see it happening. I really don't see it happening. Um, the the, the Niners are just a much better team and defensively their front is going to destroy the Giants line tonight. That's going to be a real problem.
0: Yeah, it is going to be a problem for them. And it speaks to the early part of the season. Like we talk about the line play is just so important for these teams. And when you have a dominant line, it shows early on
1: all right manny wants to know how would the giants pull off a miracle it wouldn't be a miracle to win it's the nfl so it's a short week it wouldn't be a miracle it would be an upset but miracle is way too strong of a word all right i mean that that's not going to happen uh you know it's an nfl team against an nfl team and you know uh, underdogs win all the time in the nfl it wouldn't be a miracle it would be an upset uh how do they do it again they're going to have to protect the ball and they're going to have to come up with a couple of turnovers. And if they're able to do that, maybe they steal the game in the fourth quarter. But in my opinion, they're going to have to win a turnover margin by plus three in order to win the game. Yeah, Plus three, I think, would make it close. Yeah,
0: I think that's fair, Grant. And then you got to throw in that third random thing when it comes to game special teams. They've got to win that phase of the game, maybe get a turnover there, flip the field position a few times, um, and give Daniel Jones some time in the pocket. He has not had that very much this season.
1: All right, this one, uh, love the support. Grant, I lived in Sactown from 93 to 2004. Always love you on your radio show. And as the Kings announcer, I am residing in Metro Cincinnati, Ohio. Keep it rolling. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And uh, who knows what's going on in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. If not, Jake Browning's going to be starting a Monday Night Football who played right here uh, in the greater Sacramento area at Folsom High School. So keep your eye on that. Uh, but again, really appreciate the uh support. All right. So here you go, Ryan. This question is for you, buddy. Would you take a hit from Aaron Donald for ten thousand oh, dollars?
0: If you would have asked me that a year ago, absolutely. But now that I got two brand hip brand new hips, not a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. A year ago, it's like, well, what the hell else could happen to me? But now you just got fixed, you're all good. That ain't happening anymore, no, you know?
0: No, no, no. it's true. As you get older, health is everything.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, You wait till you're my age, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So uh, thoughts on Jimmy G's performance against the Bills. Overall team played poorly, in my opinion. Can't blame just one guy. I would agree with you. The whole team played uh, poorly. You know, even Max Crosby was, you know, invisible in that game. The first drive of the game was outstanding for the Raiders. I mean, it was a picture-perfect textbook drive. And then after that, uh, they did nothing. So it wasn't just Jimmy G. It was everyone. Um, they ran into a bad situation there, Ryan. Bills coming off an embarrassing loss on Monday night where they turned the ball over four times and Allen did not play well. You kind of you kind of felt they were running into a buzzsaw.
0: Yeah, like Josh Allen coming off a game where he didn't make very good decisions. You knew he was going to probably be a little bit more dialed in. They were ready to deal with the re- pres- pressure from uh, Crosby and it showed they had a great game plan, made good decisions, and uh, the rest is history.
1: All right. Uh, appreciate the messages. Keep them rolling, and uh, we will get to you Thursday night football. Uh, don't forget, if you're in the Pick'em League, don't forget to get your pick in for the game tonight uh, the Giants and the 49ers. I didn't look uh, today. Is that still double digits? Is it 10, 10 and a half? What's the line? In I have
0: thing? it at 10 right now. I haven't 10. looked okay. at the Pick'em League, what they have it at, but what I'm looking at on the other side 10 points.
1: Yeah. All right. So double digits uh, on my selection of my pro pick league that we are doing, uh, I picked San Francisco. I think the giants are going to have a very difficult time with the front of San Francisco. And, you know, just come at you in waves with that front four and the way they pressure, I I just don't like the matchup and without Barkley, now you're not as effective with play action. You're not gonna be as effective with Daniel Jones on the bootlegs. I'm worried about Daniel Jones getting hurt tonight, to be quite honest with you. Uh, He took quite a beating last week. He was very effective. He took a lot of hits short week. I'd be very concerned if I'm a Giants fan uh, about my quarterback tonight without Barkley and without Andrew Thomas against that front and Nick Bosa, I'd be very concerned about that.
0: Yeah, and rightfully so, Grant, I mean, He's not getting the time he needs, but that 49er front is a whole different animal than anything that New York Giants team has seen yet, with the exception of Micah Parsons. So I I think that 10 points, though, that's a lot of points. It
1: is. You know,
0: in an NFL game, I have a hard time laying that many. You think 49ers opening game at home, maybe there's some nerves, maybe there's not, no Iuke, maybe Purdy doesn't throw the deep ball well again. Who knows? Anything can happen, but 10's a lot.
1: It is a lot. Uh, Hey, Grant and uh, Rhino, happy to hear you are feeling better, Rhino. Uh, If Davion doesn't have a good offensive year, do you think the Kings look to move on? Uh, This is a big year for Davion. I agree with you. It's a huge year for him. Year number three, uh, offensively, you know, he's got to get the job done. And um, yeah, I actually do. I do think they would look to move on. I mean, I know they love his defense, but you got to play both sides of the floor. And this is a very big year. And I think game seven, was a real good indicator of how the Kings coaching staff feel about him offensively. I mean, he did not play in that game seven other than eight minutes. And uh, that, and again, I know that's just one game, but that's kind of telling to me. So yes, it would not surprise me if Davion is moved after this year, if he does not improve offensively.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's an indicator or an outlier grant because Davion was playing big minutes in games five and six and then yeah. all of a sudden seven he's not there and Mike Brown made the decision that the potential offense that he could get off the bench in those minutes was more important than the defense he was going to get yeah. from Davion and you know there there's always a spot for Davion Mitchell with the team and if there's one thing that you need to improve on it Offense is usually a little bit easier than defense. And so it really depends on his defensive performance this year, if he grows at all offensively, like you said. And then what's the number, Grant? I mean, if he's still a dog defensively, that's a spot that you can keep on the roster.
1: It is, uh, as long as you're not a liability offensively. And as long as he's, you know, he doesn't have to be great offensively. He doesn't even have to be good. He just has to be adequate offensively because... You know, you have Sabonis, you have Murray, you know, you have Monk and Herter and Lyles. You you have a lot of good offense and you don't have to be, you have to be adequate offensively. And I think somewhat consistent. And that's the problem with Davion. His offense last year and really in his career has been very, very inconsistent. You don't know what you're going to get from game to game with him.
0: Yeah, you're right. And there's been a lot of talk, especially last season, that Davion's a player that needs to get extended minutes to get in the flow of the game. Well, guess what? This is the NBA. You need to adjust. You are a professional. If you're only going to get 8 to 10 minutes, figure out how to get yourself in that groove in those 8 to 10 minutes. Um, So we'll see if he improves. A lot of good things coming out of this offseason about him working with Steph Curry, shooting coach, um, and training camp's just right around the corner,
1: Grant. Yep, absolutely. Uh, My pleasure for being on the Upper Bowl podcast in South Florida. Uh, That was dropped today. And uh, it was my pleasure, Trevor, to be on with you. So uh, thank you very much. All right. All right. uh, Here we go. Grant, heartfelt question because I'm a huge fan. If you could go back in time and never respond to Cousins' tweet, would you? Well, first of all, the biggest misconception about that day is that i responded to demarcus cousins i would have responded that way to anybody that asked me how i felt about blm it would have been any someone i didn't know or someone that i did know it really had nothing to do with cousins everybody thinks that cousins baited me and this and that i would have responded that way to anyone because that's how i feel and i didn't say anything wrong so like you're asking me do i wish i hadn't done it do I wish I had not responded? Um, Yeah, I mean, I I probably do wish I had not responded because I lost, you know, my career. And in the last three years, uh, it's been very tenuous at times and stressful, uh, not only on me, but my family. But on the other side of that, I don't think you should ever apologize for speaking how you feel and being truthful. And all lives matter, every single one. I mean, even to this day, I run into people every day that have no problem with that. My friends of color in South Florida who are numerous, only one, one had a problem with what I said. The others had no problem with what I said, zero. We've talked about all of these things. And the majority of my friends in South Florida are embarrassed by Black Lives Matter and they don't want anything to do with it. So I was always raised to treat people the same and based on how they treat you. I've always been raised to go above and beyond. I've always been raised and give back to your community. But I've also been raised, don't turn your head on things that are important. Bonneville paid me for my opinion. How did they promote me on the radio every day? With Yes, exactly. And when they ran promos of me, they didn't run promos of me after I had interviewed Mike Breen or Charles Barkley or Ryan Eagle. No, they, they ran a promo of me yelling at people. That's how they promoted me. So that's an, that's a great question. Okay. It's a great question. But I don't have any problem putting my head on the pillow at night. All lives matter, every single one is the truth. It does, every life does matter and I don't regret saying that and I will never apologize for saying that. Now I've apologized to those that are in the minority that were offended or bothered by my comment Just like I would apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt. If I hurt someone's feelings when I yelled at them at the radio, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry, it's entertainment. It's not personal. I apologize, right? Because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. So I, I have apologized for that, but I've never apologized for saying all lives matter, every single one, because I believe in that. I've always believed in that. That's how I was raised. I believe in that today. I will die believing that. So it's a very interesting question. Uh, We live in a really complex society right now. And I I am so looking forward to having my day in court with a jury deciding on the fate of my six words, all lives matter, every single one. And I think I'm gonna win. I'm confident. Um, And I think this can be a, a landmark case for many others like me that have been victims of cancel culture because they spoke a political belief or a religious belief or both. So good question. Thank you very much. You know, uh, Alberto says, Grant, you're on the right side of history on this. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, I don't think there's any question about that. All right, let's get back to sports. Um, This one is... Grant, what do you think about the news about the Rams kicking a field goal at the end of the game to not cover the spread? Uh, Do you think the fix was on? No, I don't. I don't think the fix was on, but it's definitely odd. Uh, After, you know, they talked to Sean McVay this week about it, he gave his reasoning and said he wasn't even aware of the stuff going on in Vegas. I I, I can believe that. I can believe that.
0: Yeah, me too. If you're having a bad game or you played well, you're looking at it on a high note.
1: I get it. Uh-huh. You know, here's the other deal. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Okay. Didn't a lot of people also benefit from of that course. field goal? Yeah. So it's not just the people that bet on San Francisco. Okay. There were a lot of people that bet the other way, I would guess, that no, benefited it, from that field goal. So you can't just look at it one way, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously the majority was betting San Francisco because that's why the line was skewed their way. Um, But no, I mean, there was a good amount of people that may have had the money line on that game, you know, that had the Rams.
1: Yeah, this one Rams better is one big time, you know, Riley, bingo, Napes. Thank you very much. All right. Again, uh, keep the questions coming. We uh, are very happy to be with you. And I also want to tell you about Bennett's Westside Grill. I'm actually going to have lunch there tomorrow. Ryan and I were out there last week and we had a great lunch at Bennett's Westside Grill at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. I'm going to be out there tomorrow uh, and uh, love going there. Um, You know, Ryan, I had the uh, steak salad the last time I was there. I may have have to go back to the redfish, but you can go to bennettsrestaurants.com and check out their menu, make reservations, and everything else. You know, on the weekend, as you know, they've got the weekend prime rib. they got the weekend brunch. They have over 60 different types of wine available by the glass. You know what else they have, Rhino? They have their happy hour with, you know, their bites, they call it, like their appetizer bites and drink specials for happy hours. So it's a great place. And again, I'm out out there tomorrow for lunch, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But you and I had a great lunch out there a couple days ago.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Food always Amazing, but then service, everything ambiance couldn't be better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Again, if you want to hit us up, please do so. As we are getting you ready for Thursday night football. Uh, what did Sean say? Google it, all right, and you can go check it out. Uh, the the game tonight is a miss. I always look at games uh of matchups, right? We always yeah. look at matchups. The matchup of this game is what concerns me from the Giants' perspective. The front of the Niners against the Giants' offensive line is the biggest mismatch on the field. The Giants' wide receivers against the secondary of San Francisco is not a mismatch. Darren Waller is not a mismatch. He's a mismatch maybe for the defense. You know what right. I'm saying. I mean, yes. The Giants, personnel-wise, skill, people, even without Barkley, they're fine, but... The offensive line, as you know, Ryan, and everyone else on this stream, pretty much dictates whether your team's successful or not. And the Giants offensive line is terrible, and they have their best offensive linemen out. So I look at matches, and I, or excuse me, matchups. This is not a good matchup for the Giants tonight.
0: No, it's not a good matchup at all, especially with Barkley out. Just think about what he does in the blocking game in terms of pass blocking, um, cleaning up for Jones when necessary. And Jones has got to get the ball out quick if that line's Mm -hmm. coming. So, um, you know, do the Giants have something up their sleeve? Are they going to run some different things on offense to get that ball out quicker? Who knows? But the, the matchup is not good.
1: All right, we got this one. Jason Timp from the volume. Which I don't even know who that is or what that is, keeps saying that the Blazers owe Dame to trade him to the Heat. Uh, I believe he's a moron for saying that. What do you guys think? I believe he's a moron for saying that too, and I don't know him. The Blazers don't owe Damian Lillard anything, okay? And they don't have to, they don't owe him to trade him to the Heat. They can trade him to whomever they want, or they don't have to trade him. So anyone that thinks that the Blazers owe, Damian Lillard, anything, are delusional, all right? Damian Lillard signed a contract. If he didn't want to play the full length of his contract, he should not have signed it. That's number one. Number two, the Blazers are under no obligation to accommodate a player to where they want to play. There are 29 other teams in the league and nowhere is it written in stone that a team has to trade a player only where they want to play. So I don't know who Justin. Excuse me. I don't know who uh, Justin. Not Justin Field. I lost the name. What's the Jason Tim? I don't know who Jason Timf is. I don't know who the volume is. So uh, it's stupidity. It's someone that doesn't have a very good understanding of how pro sports works.
0: Yeah, you pretty much summarized it. I mean, the only thing the Blazers owe Damien is the terms of his contract. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. What he signed. Um, but this is that gray area, Grant, with the player empowerment movement. Everybody is seeing players pushing their way out a lot of times, getting to destinations mm-hmm. that they wanted to get to. And so I don't want to say it's the new norm, but there's an expectation there, whether it's in the fans' minds or players' minds.
1: Yep. This show is sponsored by Better Help Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give Better Help a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. uh, This one, uh, thoughts on Justin Fields calling out the coaching staff from an optic standpoint. It's a bad look and doesn't show uh, that they're on the same page. Horrible look. I called him out for this yesterday. Unprofessional, uncalled for, should not have happened.
0: Um, You know what's even a worse look, Grant, is the GM. I'm not sure if you guys saw the GM's comments, but uh, they were, I'm going to paraphrase here, to the tune of, hey, we're all dealing with something. We're dealing with personal stuff in our lives. We're dealing with injuries. We're dealing basically what every NFL franchise is dealing with right now. So if that's the leadership above Justin Fields, that could be trickling down to him in a temperature, basically, of the culture in that building.
1: I'm not really sure what this means. Can you read this for me and explain to me what the what this person's trying to ask me? Someone might. Can you read it out loud? Uh,
0: yeah, someone might want to tell Grant Dame time is box office, and he's been loyal to Portland's organization.
1: So what okay. does that mean? How's he been loyal? I mean, he's he's played, he's uh, he's honored his contract. So if that's being loyal, yeah, he has been loyal. Has he been a good player for the Blazers? Yes. Has he been a good Blazer in the community? Yes. He's been all of that. So what does that mean? Does that mean that all of a sudden that the Blazers owe him a favor to trade him to Miami? No, it doesn't. That's not how pro sports works.
0: Well, you could make the exact same argument about the Blazers, that Dame owes it to the Blazers to continue doing what he's doing under the terms of that contract. I mean, it's just... These days, it's ridiculous at this point. But, you know, if it works out, if that's the best deal on the table, that's where they'll go. They'll work with him. He's earned will. If it's not the best deal, guess what? He's going to sit.
1: Yeah. Uh, it says the volume is Colin Coward's new media company. Well, somebody might want to tell Colin Coward that when he makes this list of the 20 quarterbacks that will never win a Super Bowl, not to put someone on there that's dead uh, the way he did Dwayne Haskins. And also you might want to tell him uh, that he needs to get a little bit better uh, understanding of point spreads in the NFL, considering he's 09 and one in his first 10 picks. So he ought to be concentrating on that instead of his new media company.
0: Yeah, isn't he like second to last in our pick'em league? And the person yes. that's last didn't pick at all? <laughs> I think
1: so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Uh, some Someone says, same thing is going on with Russell Wilson and uh, Sean Payton in Denver. Professionals need to act like professionals. Denver's a mess. They were a mess last year, and everyone got on the coaching staff, right? And, you know, it became a big story during training camp. And now with the Jets and the whole, uh, he, here's what I do know. They were a mess last year and they were a mess this year and they have a whole new coaching staff. Now, doesn't mean the season's over. You have 15 games left, but I think they're going to lose on Sunday to Miami. And if they do lose to Miami, they're 0-3 and then they're done.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody informed Sean Payton that he's not an analyst anymore and he's I actually know. a coach again because – He started off on the wrong foot in so many ways. He comes out with the comments about Nathaniel Hackett. Now comments, well, he had comments about Russ prior to the latest about going back to the wristband. So, yeah, we don't know what the culture's like. It appears not to be great at this point. But going to Russ, this is a Russ problem. Russell Wilson, if you guys watched the game last week, Russell Wilson would have never not gone after a fumble. He fumbled the ball and he sat up on his knees and watched it. For me, as a Seattle Seahawks fan who watched Russ through, as of right now, his best years, it just tells me there's passion gone. Something's missing. And um, Sean Payton, anybody, you're not going to get that back for Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson. Russell Wilson has to get that back for himself.
1: That's a great point. All right, here we go, Uh, Grant. uh, Today is Julie Ertz's last cap as a player. For the United States women national team, I know you don't really follow soccer, but any thoughts on her career or the new generation of the national women's soccer players? I don't know her, obviously know her background, know about her husband, uh, and I don't follow the women's soccer team. As far as the new generation of the national women's soccer players, uh, they're unbelievably talented. However, uh, I think that they really need to address how they are going to conduct themselves when they're wearing a... Uh, jersey with the flag of the United States on it and they're representing America because they've turned off a lot of fans in this country. I am one of them, even though I wasn't a huge soccer fan and wasn't a huge participant of watching them, uh, but upon them going woke and not standing for the anthem, among other things, uh, and uh, Megan Rapino, I stopped watching them 100% where if I was only watching him 10% or 20%, it went down to 0%. But they're incredibly talented. What happened in the World Cup this summer was awful. It was an epic collapse, period, okay? It was a collapse of epic proportions. But that doesn't take away from the talent on that team. They are supremely talented, and they are among the very best in the world. But in terms of the way they conduct themselves... As representatives of the United States of America and Team USA, until that changes, I personally will have nothing to do with them.
0: Yeah, and I'm not a big soccer guy. I watched some of the World Cup. I think a few of the players that we remembered as stars were maybe a little bit past their prime, speaking just strictly to the play on the field. But I had to question um whether you agree with what they're standing for or not. I had to question if you know, what they were basically campaigning for, uh, what they were lobbying for, if that platform was just as equal as playing in those games, because even after that brutal loss, early exit from the World Cup, we're talking about social platforms Yes. instead of talking about the game. And yep. I think that from just a pure sports fan, that's going to turn anybody
1: off. Yep. I, i'm with you and it did uh, anita checking in anita hope you were doing well because i'm enjoying being in the pickham league tied for fifth
0: after she is two.
1: good job what am
0: i again where, where am i at on this you state? you are tied for second
1: second tied for t- second tied for second wow how about that you're doing right. pretty good my friend uh, so I'm, I'm ahead of colin coward
0: you are ahead of Colin Coward. That is right. He is just yeah. one one ahead of John, no helmet, because John my can't dog, figure out a bit.
1: My dog is ahead of Colin Coward. My dog got three of the 10 picks right. <laughs> well, you just got to put two full- just, food bowls out, said, right? Give me the left paw and pick out a team, and it got three of 10 right. <laughs> so that's a lot better than Coward, you know?
0: Yeah. How, how's your dog getting along with the turtle?
1: Uh, It's not a problem. Okay. No issue. Good. No issue. Good. You know? not No issue. All right. Uh, again, yeah, I did see about uh, Peyton talking about putting a wristband with the plays on uh, for Russell Wilson to get the plays in more quick. You know, I, who the hell knows, right? I have no idea. You know,
0: it, it goes back to Russ's Seattle's days. Russ did not want to wear a wristband. It was a point of contention towards the end of his run yep. with uh, Pete Carroll, and uh, it's carried over now to yep. Denver.
1: All right. Uh, again, uh, Cody says he hopes Jalen Waddle is out Sunday. Now you're still going to lose. You're still going to lose, even if he is out. Denver's not going to win that game. They're just not, unless unless Tua gets hurt early, you know? Uh, What do I think about the Jets without Aaron Rodgers? Not very good, not going to win a lot of games, and have major quarterback problems. That's what I think. Zach Wilson, better win this week against the Patriots, or... That's it. Yeah, I don't think you can give him another opportunity. If they do not win this week against the Patriots and Zach Wilson looks bad, you got to get him out of there.
0: Yeah, you we'll do. And the question, the question then becomes, where do you turn? Um, you know, there's a little bit of smoke behind Kirk Cousins name. Do yeah. you see that as a feasible or viable opportunity for him?
1: Well, first of all, you got to uh, ask yourself, do the Vikings want to part ways with Kirk Cousins? That's number one. Number two, what could you get for Kirk Cousins? And number three, do the Jets really want him? I mean, so there there are, you know, it it starts with the Vikings. With the Vikings part ways with Cousins. That's the first thing you have to ask yourself. I mean, I'll say this, okay? I didn't watch all of the game in week one against Tampa, but I watched all the game on Thursday last week against Philly. I thought Cousins played an outstanding game. I can't fault him for them losing to Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, I agree. He he was on point, um, ran a really sharp uh, or sharply executed on offense. And, um, you know, he's kind of a one man show to a degree with him and Justin Jefferson. But to your point, I believe Cousins is a sitting duck quarterback this year. I think he's on the yep. last year of his deal. So to yep. the Jets, that that could be very, very enticing if they have the right pieces to put around that to get him, because you got Aaron probably coming back next year.
1: All right. This question is, is, it time to bench Justin Fields or let it play out? They have too much invested in Justin Fields uh, to bench him right now. So th- I don't see that happening. And it's not like they have, you know, a guy that is a backup that you feel like can play and play well. So I-, I think it would have to get rock bottom for them to bench Justin Fields. And they're not at rock bottom yet.
0: Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you think that the Bears dodged a bullet by not drafting Bryce Young? By trading that pick away, seeing how Bryce is playing right now, now that he's injured?
1: Do I think that they got lucky by not? I, I don't understand your question.
0: So, a lot of the talk was because they would have had the first pick in the draft. They traded that away to Carolina, right? Yes. Bears, yes. And they said, We are 100% yeah, they're with
1: the fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, right.
0: Had they not done that and drafted Bryce Young, do you think this would be even more of a disaster based off of what you've seen on the field so far?
1: Well, if you're asking me, which you are, uh, I would take Bryce Young over Justin Fields every day of the week and again on Tuesday. All right. I I would take Bryce Young over Fields any day of the week. I think he's going to be a much better quarterback. I think he has a much better ability of reading defenses. I think he's got the whole package. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Justin Fields when they drafted him. I wasn't a fan of him after watching him play in his rookie year. And here he is in his third year, and I'm still not a fan of his. And I think Bryce Young is going to be an outstanding quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to have a much, much, much better career than Justin Fields.
0: Interesting. His size, seeing him out there, and granted, Grant, he has probably one of the worst offensive lines in the league right now. And yep. one of the worst receiving cores in the league. Um, but his size, for whatever reason, he just looks a little thin to me back there. looks a little bit small. I know there's your Russell Wilsons, your Kyler Murray's. But um, I want to see what he does as he matures and his body grows. But um, Fields, he's got to get back to running. Yep. He's had success. And then he's going to get hurt. Well, you, you got to take that risk at this point. You're not throwing the ball.
1: I know, but, you know, as far as Bryce Young, with the way the game is played now, the new evolution of the quarterback position where you don't really have your drop-back quarterbacks anymore. You do, but they're few and far between. You know, Young throwing a ball on the move out of the pocket, I think his size is not as key as it would have been 10 years ago or five years ago in the NFL because of run-pass option and everything else in the NFL. So I do think he's a little small. I do, but... I also think he's going to have a very good NFL career. And again, I think he's going to have a better NFL career than Fields. I like Bryce Young. I like him a lot. I, I think he's going to be an outstanding NFL quarterback.
0: And he very well, maybe we're only, what, two games into his career thus far? So yep. not enough of a sample size.
1: No. And, you know, if you want to be fair, it's really not enough to evaluate Justin Fields based on the line that he's played behind and the weapons he's had to throw to. So, I mean, you know, we got to be fair about this.
0: This is true. This yep. is true.
1: All right, Grant. What are my thoughts on the Kings this season? Uh, I think they got a legitimate chance if they stay healthy of winning 50 games and being once again a top three seed. So I, I like their roster. I think it's very good. I think they have depth at every position. I'm a little worried about the backup point guard. I'm also worried that last year they, you know, had the fewest games missed due to injury, and the chances of that happening two years in a row are not good. So that that makes me a little nervous as well.
0: Yeah, the chances aren't good that that happens twice, but they're better equipped this year with their depth to deal with it should it happen. Um, We know what we're getting with this team. You know, it's an explosive offense. I want to see how they fill their deficiencies because everybody on the court court can still get better. We know Sabonis, he needs to get a jump shot. He needs Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more aggressive in places. Keegan Murray, he needs to be able to create his own shot. Davion Mitchell, who we talked about earlier, he needs to get better on the offensive end. So I want to see how those guys do. But then I also want to see how Mike Brown attacks this season. Are we just going to get better on offense and really focus there? Or is there going to be a full court press on defense
1: again? Mm. All right. Anita wants to know uh, what matchup should I be looking at to really gauge uh, that Cowboys uh, defense? Well, you know, I don't know if you heard the news, uh, Anita, today, but the Cowboys lost their star cornerback Trayvon Diggs for the year. He tore an ACL in practice today. They also lost their center with a hamstring issue that he's an all pro and he is having an MRI. Uh, I don't personally feel that the Cardinals are going to have enough time to throw the football where it makes a difference because I think that the uh, front of Dallas led by Micah Parsons is going to be a nightmare for the Cardinals and i I don't see the Cardinals scoring 14 points in this game, so I know you want specifics in terms of matchups. There's really not a matchup that I look at that I would be concerned about if I'm the Cowboys. Now, losing Diggs don't don't underestimate that. That's going to be a big loss, but it's not going to be big. Excuse me, it's not going to be a big loss for them this week. It's going to be a big loss for them when they play the San Franciscos and the Philadelphias, and when they get into the playoffs. That's when that loss is really going to show up.
0: Yes, indeed. You summarized it well. If I'm going to point to a matchup, it's cliche. It's Dak Prescott against the Arizona defense. If he takes what they give him and makes the right play, makes the quick play, that's going to, they'll blow him out.
1: Exactly. Right. I mean, the game really shouldn't be close. Dallas and Arizona should not be close. I mean, think about Arizona. They were up 28 to seven on the giants and lost. They were up 20 to nothing at half. And so, man, you know, uh, again, losing Diggs is a huge loss for that defense. And I hate now. If you lose Parsons for any amount oh. of time, you now you you go from a great defense to an average defense. You know, yep. Anita, he's out for the year. He tore his ACL today in practice. Out for the year. So yep, horrible news. Horrible news. Terrible news. You, you just know?
0: hate to see it in practice,
1: Grant. You hate to see Terrible. it. Terrible. Yep, it's awful. Uh, It definitely changes things around. All right, Niners, Giants tonight. What's your prediction? Give me a score.
0: Um, I think this one's going to be a little bit closer than we think. It's going to be around that 10-point range. I think it's going to be low scoring, though. I I think it's going to be San Francisco 21 and uh, New York 10.
1: All right, I've got the Niners winning this game uh, 24 to 10. I think they'll score a little bit more. But Thursday night, generally, the score's a little bit lower on Thursday nights. Hey, don't forget about New Works Plumbing for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Go to sackserviceplumbing.com or just call the number on your screen. That's New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you, and they're available around the clock 24-7. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you, sackserviceplumbing.com. All right, tomorrow, I'm going to be on Listen app. And you want to know what a what a loyal friend I am? You want to know yeah. what I am? All right. So, you know, one of my uh, best friends is an umpire. Mm-hmm. And he's got the A's Tigers. And I haven't seen him in several months because of my schedule and his schedule. So I'm driving down with him tomorrow, okay, from Sacramento, going to the ballpark. it probably be about 3,000 people at the A's Tigers game. Yeah. And uh, then riding home with him just to hang out and talk and get a chance to see my buddy. So I will be doing Listen App probably, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm probably going to do the show around 6 o'clock tomorrow and I'll do it from the stadium somewhere uh, before the game starts. I'll I'll announce the time tomorrow, but that's that's what I'm going to be doing, and you won't have to worry about noise because nobody goes to those games and <laughs> nobody will be there when I'm there, so it won't be an issue. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to pay the fifty dollars parking to get into the Coliseum. I do not. Park. I
1: actually will be able to park about fifty yards from the entrance to the stadium where we used to go when we used to play the Warriors. The bus pulled up there, and every so yeah. I, How about I'm that? i you know, it's it's all. Actually, I take that back. The uh, parking for the umpires and the baseball players is exactly opposite where the team buses used to park for the basketball game. So I take that back. We're on the other side, but anyway, it's very close. You know, very cool. and I, I'm going to try not to fall asleep in the middle of the game. I'll probably be on TikTok, YouTube. Like I really care about the A's and the Tigers. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you're going to be watching the ump. But uh, what what's Nap's is like go to when you're at a ball game? I know, I know, bringing your mitt out of the question. No, oh, come on. But uh, I don't have a go to. Can- Hot dog, you got to get the peanuts. No, I don't no? have a go to.
1: Okay. Every ballpark now is so different. Uh, first of all, it's so freaking expensive. Like I try not to spend a lot. And so uh, I'll be eating the food in the umpire's room uh, before the game. I probably won't get anything other than a bottle of water. I, if I can, unless I can take a bottle of water out of the umpire's room, uh, I probably won't buy anything at the game.
0: How long did they let you kind of hang around with the umpires in the umpire room before they it game depends? It's starts? all
1: different. You know, a lot of the rules were changed uh, after the pandemic. Some of the uh some of the stadiums you're not allowed to go into the room at all anymore. Before the pandemic, I could hang out in there for I don't know, hour and a half, hour, you know. Um, you know, I used to hang out at the umpire room at Yankee Stadium all the time, uh, other ballparks, San Francisco, uh, but the, the rules are different now for every ballpark. So I don't really know the answer to that question.
0: Very cool, though. I mean, it, it's really cool. And your your friend, I believe, didn't he retire? or He wasn't going to ump anymore? No, 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 no. Different no.
1: one? No, this, yeah, you're thinking a different one. Okay. Uh, so this is Brian Knight, and uh, he is uh, doing a series. Uh, Oakland, Detroit, he was just behind the plate. He just threw out, uh, who did he throw out? Chris Bryant yesterday in San Diego, he threw him out. Uh, Bryant was arguing on a pitch that was clearly a strike. And so uh, he got tossed, get out of here. You know, Uh, you know, guy making $25 million who's on a last place team, you know, arguing about a ball that was a strike. Get out of here.
0: Sit down. (laughs) Trying too hard. Trying too hard at that point.
1: I know. All right. Hey, listen, I hope you have a good night and uh, enjoy the game tonight.
0: Yeah. You too. NAPES have a safe drive down to Oakland.
1: All right. Yep. It won't be a lot of traffic going to the Coliseum. I can tell you that right now.
0: No, there will not, my friend. All
1: right. I thank everyone here. And again, uh, enjoy uh, Thursday Night Football tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Remember to check out all of my rants and my shorts. That's right. I got new shorts videos on YouTube. Check it out. That's on if you don't like that. Take care, everybody.